Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, you're buying, or you're designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. I'm coming to you live from the Pella Windows and Doors Studio of Wisconsin. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. Today's topic is what's my home really worth? If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content on The Home Building Hero. So what's my home really worth? That is a topic of discussion for many people, and it's a confusing time for most people because there are so many different numbers and ways to value a home. And I think people get misled all the time with this type of topic. And it, it's interesting because I've been, you know, as a realtor, uh, working with people when, you know, they, they want to sell their home. And, uh, of course, working with them when they're purchasing a new home, for example. Um, and then you also deal with, you know, remodels and things like that. And the the dial is always moving. Things are changing all the time. And pricing is fluid. So the first kind of misnomer on the home value is when, Right the timing of it, because the value is ever changing. It's always kind of growing or declining. You know, you have a bunch of homes in your neighborhood that all sell for under price. That's going to maybe reduce the value of your home. If you have no homes available anywhere in your area and your home happens to go on the market, it might be worth more money. Um, you've got economic conditions coming in. You have, um, you know, all sorts of things. And then, you know, of course, you have your home you know, it could be rising in value because it's a hot area or maybe a big factory down the road closes and everybody's jobs go away and now it's completely dropped in value. So there's a lot of factors, a lot of different things that can affect the value of your home. But here's a couple more misnomers about the value of your home and what is your home really worth? Okay, first of all, the home is not worth what you've put into it. That's not an accurate way to figure out the true value of your home. Now, it could be the full cost of the home, but that doesn't mean that that's what your home would sell for. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you know, I just put $30,000 into a roof and I just spent, you know, $25,000 redoing the landscaping and, you know, another, you know, 30000 you know, redoing my bathroom and 75000 redoing my kitchen. Now my home is worth, you know, $600,000. It's like, no. Your home, <laughs> your home might have been worth three hundred thousand dollars, and now maybe it's worth three seventy five. Um, so you have to understand that it's not exactly what you put into it that is what you're going to get out of it. Especially with remodeling, a lot of times with remodeling, you're lucky if you get forty cents on the dollar for a remodel. And depending on what parts of the home you're changing and updating, that can be even different yet. You might only get 30 cents on the dollar on a basement finish, but you might get 47 cents on a dollar on a kitchen remodel. And uh, you, you might only get, you know, 20 cents on the dollar for, you know, redoing, you know, your study or something like that. So you have to understand that it is not worth the money that you put into it. Your home is also not worth what your neighbor's home sold for because they could be completely different. I hear that all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, well, my neighbor right next door, it's not as nice as a house of mine, and it's sold for 350 so I should be able to get 
you know, 390 for mine. Well, first of all, the neighbor's home, you know, might have been a two story and yours was a ranch. Um, your neighbor's home could have been built five years later. Uh, your neighbor's home might have been completely remodeled where yours hasn't. Um, you know, I hear that all the time. Well, my house is nicer than theirs. I've got a better lot than theirs. Mine should be worth way more. And that's, that's, that has nothing to do with it. Um, it, it might have a small part to do with an appraisal if, if they're similar homes. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the next buyer is going to care. The next buyer may not like anything about your home because they're probably different. Even though, you know, your home is technically in your mind better, um, the, the next buyer may not think so. They may not think your, you know, yellow bedroom and your, you know, purple, you know, bedroom and your, you know, green shade carpet in the lower level are, are very sexy. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to want to spend the money on it, even though you think it's great. So it's not worth more or less than your neighbor's home. And you can't do those games. It just doesn't work. Well, people say, well, my home is worth the appraisal that I got on it. And that can be a good guide, but an appraisal is really designed for one thing and one thing only, and that's to to put some sort of value on it and use some metrics on it so that the bank knows how to collateralize your home. It doesn't mean that's the actual purchase price of the home or the the street value of the home. That just means is that's a value that the bank can collateralize your home against. So um, the bank is always going to want that number to be a little bit conservative um, because if something were to happen to you and you don't end up you know, paying off your home or paying your bill, the bank's going to get stuck with it. So they're going to use some pretty conservative parameters to work out the value of that home. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. That's a trifecta of the construction business. We all want that, right? Well, after working and talking with hundreds of home builders and remodelers over the past two years, BuildBook has discovered the one common ingredient that determines the success of your construction business, the client experience. And we're not talking about just during a project. A client's experience goes from their first impression to their final payment and everything in between. And if you drop the ball anywhere in that journey, things can get super messy, super quick. BuildBook has developed the first-of-its-kind platform that focuses on helping you deliver throughout the client journey, the one thing standing between you and achieving the trifecta of construction. It starts with marketing tools to attract the right leads, add in sales tools so you can win the best projects, and finish with project tools that knock your client's socks off. Marketing, sales, and project tools all rolled into one simple yet powerful platform designed to give you and your business an unfair advantage. If you're looking for happier clients, more profits, and less stress, head on over to buildbook.co now and try it for free yourself. That's buildbook.co. And if you let them know you heard about them on the Home Building Hero podcast, they'll send you a free swag pack. And that doesn't mean that's really what your home is worth. Likewise, your property assessment from your municipality is certainly not really what your home is worth. I live in a rural community, for example, and it's interesting because a lot of our homes are assessed at probably $100,000 less than what they're going for because that last assessment was like a year and a half ago. 
and the housing market's been very strong, and they've always typically underassessed. So that does not mean that's what your house is worth. Just because it's assessed at that, that's a guideline, but that's that does not mean that's really what it's worth at the end of the day. And assessments are usually quite a bit different because they don't get updated constantly. And there are some areas that overassess where they assess them higher and um, they have they do that and they raise the assessments up so that their their mill rate or their their taxable rate can look more attractive to people. So people think, oh wow, look at the house values in that area. They're really strong and the taxes are really low. But that's not always accurate of what the home is really worth. So the question becomes for most people is, well, what is my home really worth? And there, there's different methods to come about that. And you know, typically a realtor will do something called a CMA, a comparative market analysis. And basically what this is, is this is a fairly detailed look at your home. And some realtors are better at it than others. But what they'll do is they'll find properties in the area that are similar to yours that have sold within the last few months. And then if they're a good realtor, they won't just use those numbers. What I do is once I've figured out and found a couple similar homes and what they've sold for, I then look at what is on the market currently and see how your home would stack up to its competition. And then I adjust the prices slightly um, in, in whatever direction needs to go to make sure that it's competitive and that it makes sense with what else is out there. And when you do that, that's going to probably get you fairly close. But at the end of the day, your home is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. So for example, you could have a very old home that needs a lot of repair, but it's right adjacent to a big piece of land. And there is a um, maybe some development possibility. And this one piece is the only piece that's holding you between your vacant land and the road. Well, guess what? It's worth a lot more, but it's only worth a lot more to one buyer. That buyer uh, is the, the owner of that vacant land. That's who that property is worth more to. It's not worth any more to a particular home buyer that is now got to fix that home up, but it could be worth a lot more to somebody just because now they can get access to um, this piece of property and now they can turn it into a profitable development. So it could actually raise the value. Likewise, a good example here in Wisconsin is um, there's a whole bunch of older homes that were around Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now these homes up there were typically $190,000 homes, um, but when Green Bay decided to start upgrading their facilities and started buying the land around the stadium and creating more of an experience around the stadium, they were getting four hundred and $500,000 offers for these homes. And they were just literally throwing money at them because it was more valuable to them as commercial real estate than it was for the home. And the Packers certainly didn't keep any of those houses that they bought. They got turned down and turned into other facilities. So your home is really only worth what someone's willing to pay for it at any given time. And that can change. Your home can be worth can be worth more at the beginning of the year. It could be worth less at the end of the year, maybe because of issues that have arisen. It could be because of different homes that have sold in the area, because of economic conditions. Interest rates could change drastically. They could go up very drastically. And now 
you know, it's not as affordable to own a home. Now your home value is less. All sorts of things can factor into it. And it's always a fluid situation. So that's what you really need to remember about the value of your home is that it's ever changing. It's ever updating. And the other thing is your home is not worth the upgrades that you put into it. So there's a lot of people that just keep a running list. Well, I've put in, you know, all this dollars into my home. That doesn't mean that's what your home is worth. And, um, you know, you can try and use that to convince the potential buyer, but they're going to look at and say, yeah, that, that's great. I, I see that you put, you know, another $70,000 into your house, but you know, the neighbor's house across the street, you know, it's pretty similar to yours and, and it's sold for, you know, three fifty, not four and a quarter. And that's all I'm willing to pay. And, uh, you see it all the time. You see properties on the market that have been sitting and sitting and sitting and they're not selling. They're overpriced. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's ever changing. And um, we've seen likewise where we've had a property and we'll have it listed and nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden a couple other properties nearby sell. And then all of a sudden everybody wants this one house and it goes for more than what you expected because it, it, it sometimes depends on the buyer activity or you'll have people lining up to buy this home and there's five people seeing it on the first day and you get three offers, it might be worth another $10,000 more you know, in the mind of a buyer just to get it. But then now you got to justify that value with the appraiser and the bank and everything else. And it may be that they write for $10,000 over, but it doesn't appraise and you settle somewhere in between. So your home is really worth what someone's willing and able to pay for it. And that's the bottom line. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live here from the Pella Windows and Doors Studio of Wisconsin. And if you guys have questions or comments for us, please make sure you reach out. You can find us homebuildinghero at yahoo.com or you can find us on Twitter at building underscore hero or you can also email me homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero and we'll talk to you very soon.